Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Get well soon, Hangman. What an unfortunate way to end this episode of Dynamite. Hello, welcome to the Russell Talk podcast review of Dynamite. I'm Trevor Piquinell. I'm joined by Tempest George and that champion. Clack, clack. Clack, clack. Uh, it would be Ollie and Luke today, but one, Ollie is ill, so he's not in. And uh, Luke's partner is ill, so Luke is at home taking care of the kid. So... It's your boys. We've stolen the show back. We have. LAW's got it back. We won that Quizzlemania, and by we, I mean I. Yep, I wasn't there. We're not, not, not giving it up. This nope. was supposed to be a one-month thing, and yep. now we're back. And now Jack. we're back as the backups. Hey, well, this uh, is a good episode. This is a good one. This is a good pulled. one. Yeah, we got a good one. Yeah, we sure did. Thanks for getting sick the right week, people. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the worst bit of the show to start with, and Naturally. then we'll talk about all the good stuff afterwards. Um, so this was part of the main event, uh, which was John Moxie versus Hangman Page for the AEW World Title. And uh, we'll talk about just the match itself first, and then we'll talk about the injury that occurred, um, which started off hot because they started brawling uh, before the match even got underway. During Moxie's entrance, where he's coming through the crowd, Hangman just met him, and they just had a big brawl. Hangman did a huge moonsault like over the entrance to the floor. It was like a sting dive, but a moonsault. It was it was great. It was a really hot start to this match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the hot opening, and of course, Moxie was bleeding within a few seconds because it's a Moxley match. It's a, it's a world title match. I'm He's sure it to. exists, but there needs to be a Twitter account that just is Moxley bleeding. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Is it Chopper Pete's birthday? Yes, 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 yes <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's actually not Chopper Pete's birthday today. It's not. Why is it not my birthday today? I was making a reference to the one time that it wasn't your birthday when it was your birthday. Yeah. A great joke. It was. It's a joke one year in the making. That Twitter account put out a tweet every day saying that it was my birthday, and then on my actual birthday said it wasn't my birthday. What a great punchline. Big fan. Anywho, getting sidetracked, uh, I really enjoyed all the action in this match. I thought it was really, really solid, fun, fast-paced stuff. These are, uh, as I said in my edited review, these are two top wrestlers doing some top wrestling. Mm-hmm. That that is like the the easiest way I can sum this match up. It's everything you'd expect from a big match like this. It was really good. I I don't really have too much else to say about it. It was just some really good, strong wrestling. You know, there's like a dead eye on the apron, which was a brutal looking spot. Big fan of that. Uh, they just had a really some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a shame that this injury is going to overshadow the first time that these two will have had a singles match. Mm, yeah. You know, because they were on their way to having a really strong main event world championship match. Yeah. And it's just probably not going to be remembered as such. It's going to be remembered for the injury that happened. And mm. that is a shame. Yeah. Because you can't really do this first match again. Yeah. You know, you can do this match again for sure. But this did kind of feel special. Like, mm. these are your two big AEW World Championship stars. And they were meeting for the first time. And that was going to be a really big deal. And it's just a little bit tainted because of that. And that's a shame. Because yeah. the work involved 
was very good. Exactly. There, there's a great line. They had a, a video promo early in the night, and it was a great line of Hangman saying, like, me and Mox, we've beaten everyone in AEW except each other. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a really good line. Yeah. That makes this match feel really special. It's too, like, it, almost unintentionally, I feel, two of your biggest stars that have been kept apart this whole time that are finally coming together, and what's the results going to be? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's going to get overshadowed by the injury, which we'll talk about now. As it was coming to the more closing stages of the match, they'd done the, the vast majority of it at this point, uh, Moxley hit a King Kong Lariat onto Hangman. Hangman did the flip bump that people do when they get turned inside out, um, but he seemed to land on his head. Head and shoulder, neck area. Very rough landing, and instantly you could see that something was wrong because he was just laying there. It seemed like he got like knocked out or something like that. He just wasn't like responding. Referee Paul Turner immediately comes in, checks on him, and says, nope, he's done, match is over, call it off, Moxley's your winner, and retains. Uh, 100% the right call. Just want to throw that out there. I know, obviously, it's going to be a, a, a disappointing, big air quotes for podcast listeners, a disappointing finish because it wasn't the big climactic thing. But when you're dealing with an injury like this, it's very serious, uh, and any more physicality could have really, really damaged it further. So to just say, nope, this is the end, that's it, was absolutely the right call. Yeah. It, it is very much kind of similar to the Adam Cole injury at the Forbidden Door 4-Way mm. where it was just kind of like, uh, uh, it's over? What? Yeah. You know, and that was obviously a, a somewhat different situation because it was a kind of a clunky spot and you still got pinned but didn't really seem to get hit with a move mm-hmm. and it was awkward in that way. But it is still the same feeling of we felt like we were building to this big thing and then, no, it's over because... Gone are the days where all your concussions just keep going, just yeah. keep going through that match. We're not doing that anymore. I mean, Chris Nowinski went on uh, Twitter and commended AEW for how they handled things and just said, like, this wasn't, like, a high-risk move. This was just an accident. Yeah. You know, and there's really nothing more that you can say about it. Like, again, this wrestling thing is dangerous, and sometimes your clock gets cleaned and you land the wrong way, and sometimes you just can't really avoid that. And this was one of those times, and it's a shame, mm-hmm. but I think everybody involved did as good a job as they could have given the circumstances. 100%. And we'll have uh, another video that would have gone live, I believe, about 20 minutes ago, a reactive news episode over on the main WrestleTalk channel, uh, where we spoke about how perfectly AEW handled the situation. They um, you know, they, they cut to the commentary team who were talking about uh, kind of what was happening in the ring without actually showing the footage of it, just them describing, hey, we're getting stretched down, we're going to make sure the hangman's okay they ran down the advertised matches for rampage and dynamite just to fill a bit of time just while they were doing that but then they were just saying like yep we're just going to keep you updated and they put out a statement on twitter not long after the show ended just say yep he's been taken to hospital been diagnosed with a concussion and he's been uh, discharged from the hospital so now he can begin his recovery process which is good news because it could have been a lot worse uh concussions are always bad as we've mentioned in the the reactive news episode it's not a It's not good that he's got a concussion, but it's significantly better than what could have been, I Mm -hmm. think. So uh, he's he's got off lightly, and yay, that's that's good for Hangman. Uh, Get well soon, Hangman. We hope you recover soon, because you're great, and we're going to miss you. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, and hopefully he won't be gone from our screens for too long. Fingers crossed. Um, But that wasn't the end of the show, though, after that injury, because we then also Moxley cut a promo. Um, the first bit seemed a little bit, or maybe the whole thing was improvised, I don't know, of him just kind of like saying how he hopes that Hangman gets better soon. Um, and, you know, hey, this pro wrestling thing is dangerous. Sometimes stuff like this happens, but this is why we have to fight every single time. We leave it all on the line for you guys and, you know, all, all that stuff. Uh, and then he called out MJF and said, you know, that, speaking of this this guy, he, I, uh, he, he said the F word. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, dear, Mox. Can't, can't do that. Can't be doing that. Uh, and then called out MGF and said, you know, obviously I let him run his mouth, but now enough's enough. Come on out, MGF. MGF came out with Bryce Remsburg in tow, with his chip, teasing that he was going to cash it in. It uh, is the Money in the Bank contract. It just is Money in the Bank now. Yeah. Um, I don't hate Money in the Bank's fun. Like, I don't hate it. I wish they could have just told me that. Yeah, just tell us that it's the thing. I don't mind that it's the thing. Just tell us it's the thing. Um, He teased that he was going to cash in the chip, but then ended up giving the chip to Regal. And we'll talk about that a bit more later because that links into the other segment that happened on the show with MJF and Regal, which is honestly one of my favorite things I've ever seen. So I'm we're gonna we're gonna gush about that one quite a bit later on this show. Uh, But this was kind of like the payoff to that. 
and uh, ended up being that MJF is going to be challenging uh, Moxie for the title at full gear. I think that's more or less what we kind of assumed mm-hmm. was going to happen. We Absolutely. figured it was either going to be on this show, the Cincinnati show in Moxley's hometown, or it would be at the pay-per-view. And I think we just kind of assumed the pay-per-view would make the most sense. Yeah. You know, biggest stage. It, does, it means that you don't have to beat Moxley in his hometown, which you probably don't want to do. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. Yeah, I, I think this is a really good idea. And because of the character development involved in this decision as well i think it all just makes sense uh again we'll talk about that more later uh because there's a lot of layers to it and i just want to dissect them all and tell you what all the layers are and we're going to talk about all the layers and it's going to be great um but i think more importantly this the ending of this show was kind of like the 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 uplift that people needed after kind of like the oh my god i'm so worried for hangman Get stretched out. Moxie cuts his promo, kind of gets the crowd a bit reinvigorated. MGF comes out and does this segment. It was kind of the the nice feeling that people needed to go home on, mm-hmm. rather than just ending on Hangman's injured. That sucks. Yeah, this was a really nice like bomb after that, which is well done to everybody involved to to maintain that that. As I said a few times in the, we're just repeating the conversation we had in the reactive news episode. But hey ho, uh, to maintain that level of professionalism, I think is a, a great job to everyone involved. I think it would have been easy to just have uh, Moxley cut a promo and send the crowd home happy and mm. everything. Yeah. You know, because he's obviously a very good talker. He's your top guy. He's your world champion. In his hometown. In his hometown. Yeah. Uh, and I also think it would have been easy to do that off air as mm. well, to just like have that be your your dark segment yeah. of everybody in the ring and send the crowd home happy and everything. But it was very nice to see that they were able to put together a good end of the show despite what had happened Mm -hmm. you know the fact that they did the whole mjf thing and put that all together in still a very cohesive manner despite what had happened i think is uh is a really good sign Mm. i think it's a big step up as like a real like professional company doing Mm. doing a really good job of maintaining that professionalism they just did a really good job with this in a very difficult circumstance i agree yeah and uh fantasy booking time or like theory time do you think that it was supposed to be Moxie beats Hangman clean celebrating that's the show thanks everyone MGS music hits comes I down and teases, it. teases the cash in but then does the same I would think so because they were cut into the the shot of the skybox with MJF starting there and then yes. not being and not there, being there. Yeah. so clearly there was something going on so it mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me whatsoever that th- it wouldn't surprise me if this was the entire planned end of the show they mm. just kind of had to you know they, move they fudged pieces. in the way it happened yeah, yeah they had to move pieces around a little bit stall for time a little bit because maybe they only had x amount of time blocked out for this promo and then mjf challenge and this whole segment and then had to fill with the announcements and the recaps mm-hmm. of what's coming up in the next week i don't know but even still even with those challenges i thought that they did a very good job with it yes 100 percent. i think yeah it, all the circumstances considered it still felt like a proper end to the show mm-hmm. which very easily it couldn't have it can go off the rails very very quickly um to kind of get it back on track after something like this happens is a very good job i think uh, to, to everybody involved well done aew Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Should we get into small chats, oh, and then okay. we can, we and then we can get into uh, the proper proper review of the show. Uh, let's get the ultra chat document up. Here we go. Okay, uh, send in your ultra chats to russeltalk.com forward slash support. So we're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Your redacted uh, chats, but maybe not for much longer. Yes, know. redacted chats. We'll see. Uh, Charles Berg said, "The moment I saw Page land, I thought he broke his neck. Thank goodness he didn't. I don't think MGF will be turning. He's a snake, and I'll no doubt win by nefarious means. He and Regal's promo had me salivating. Also, Yuta versus Danielson. Yes, please. Jam also that jam. Very fun. There are some bits on this show that I'm very much looking forward to in mm. the coming weeks. Yes, yes very much so. The MJF thing, though, I think is really interesting." I, again, this is the kind of story where they could go in any which different direction, and I wouldn't be offended by any of the directions that they choose to take, but if I were to put my booking hat on, if he keeps cutting promos like this, I think you do start getting into, like, Steve Austin 97 territory, where he's so good that people just want to cheer him, Mm -hmm. and it's maybe better to just kind of let that naturally happen mm-hmm. then fight it and yeah. keep him heel for the sake of him being a great heel. Yeah. He can still be this this devil, this acid tongue guy, but if he starts doing it a little bit more straight and narrow, mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting character and a really interesting direction for him to go. 100%. I We'll get into it more later. There's mm-hmm. part of the conversation I want to have later. Is I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, White Ti said, uh, "Great dynamite, unique, developed, and complex characters clashing in every segment. Loved Pack, OC, Lucha Bros, Tension, and Brian Uter. MGF now has had three promos of the year. You left me versus Punk, fire me, Mark, and email versus Regal. Glad Hangman's okay. It's almost like he's the best talker in the business. I would argue he's had more than that, more than those three promos." Mm-hmm. I can't think of any of some head, but I'm sure there are where it's just like, oh yeah, no, this promo was absolutely phenomenal, you know? Those are the ones that come to mind for sure. Yeah. A lot of the other ones then, because he's only had so much time back. Because I know? feel like he did like two or three in the punk feud alone, you know? I feel like you're right. I feel like the other two are like in the back half of 2021. Mm. Oh, maybe, yeah. You might be right. Because like their face-to-face was last November mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know... Yeah, but yeah. still, yeah, there's still. a lot of good promos. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is really good. James C. Morgan said, "Fantasy booking: MJF should lose at full gear. The firm get involved, and Max is set up for a win, but doesn't take it. Instead, he wants a fair fight, but it costs him. This leads uh, him to want to get better, and asking Regal to train him. And MJF joining Blackpool Combat Club. I have had this thought. Mm. I don't think he should lose. I think no. this is his time." I think we've put off MJF being world champion for long enough. I think this is his time to win the belt. Yeah. But if you're William Regal and you love a good villain, MJF's a good villain. And obviously we'll get into the rest of this. I don't know if he works as the Blackpool Combat Club type guy. I don't know if that's exactly the fit. But 
I think there's maybe something there. Mm -hmm. There's something there that could work. I think, here's, here's my prediction for Full Gear. MJF goes to use the diamond ring. Mm. He has Moxie set up. Moxie's like, you know, bleeding or whatever. It's a Moxie match. He'll be bleeding. What? Impossible. It's, Inconceivable. He'll be on his knees. He'll be like out of it. And MJF will go to use it and he'll stop. He'll be like, nope. He'll take the diamond ring off and then there'll be a near fall because Moxley will hit like the, you know, he'll hit the paradigm shift mm -hmm. or whatever. Or like a Larry or whatever. Great near fall. But MJF comes back and wins. I think that's fun. I, I think, think that, that's a good spot. That's, that's, I, think it, I think that'll be cool. Or he could go to use the diamond ring. Stop himself. Just take it off, and then just hit sort of the other whatever the, mm. the, other, the other stuff, you know. The other stuff. The other stuff that he does, you know, the armbar, um, and then he just wins with that, but just wins properly without cheating. Um, Bacon Rasher said, "Hi lads, I really feel for Paige and the end of the match. He wasn't going to win, but wanted a showpiece with Marks. On that note, please, please, we can't have Regal turn on the BCC with MJF. Please, no AEW." Claudio Utah and pumped Brian next trios champs LIW for life. That's fun. I, for some reason, I had not considered uh, Blackpool Combat Club for trios. Because mm -hmm. they're never I all like together. It. Yeah, that might yeah. be it. Yeah, I'd like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, they got so many good trios. So many. Uh, Brett guy said, "Hey guys, I was at the show last night and I took my son to his second show and he got to meet FTR and we were two box seats away from MJF and got to talk to him during the commercial breaks. It was an amazing show. I want to know how that went. Yeah, how how did it go? Did he just insult you the whole time? Was he in character? Did he just did he just chew you out the whole time? That would be quite cool if that's the case. Yeah, let let us know. Even, let us know, even Brett if guy. you just even if you just chat." Yeah. You don't have to send in more money. You want to, but... But, <laughs> but don't. But you don't uh, have no, to. Put, put Let us know. Chat. I'm curious. And then we'll also do it. Uh, we've got some more Ultra Chats about Hangman and stuff that we'll get into later on. Uh, but for now, let's get into talking about the rest of the show. Before we do, actually, um, just want to... What the, what's happening with my tablet? I'd uh, just like to point out, hey, these lovely Ultra Chats that we've been reading out, they've been curated into a little document. Do you know who's done that? That's our wonderful moderation team that have done that. They're in the live chats right now. They're they're do they're doing stuff, making sure the live chats are a lovely place to be. They help us curate our ultra chats and all that stuff. They chat to us on our Discord and all that stuff. Uh, help and we couldn't do these live streams if it weren't for our lovely moderation team. Uh, and also we're looking for more of you guys. We want more people in our moderation team. So if you're interested in doing something like this, of being part of the live chat, making sure it's a nice place for people to be and to help us do our ultra chats and all sorts of stuff like that, then email us at support at wrestletalk.com and we'll look through some stuff. Do that if you want to. Julie, do the thing. Be Julie, do the thing and be part of the WrestleTalk team. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, my everything has gone, and I don't know how this has happened. Uh, so I'm just gonna... Okay, no, it's back now. That makes no sense. Anyway, let's talk about Dynamite, shall we? We shall. Uh, which was the title Tuesday. Tuesday titles. And that's the that title. show, and that's the title. Uh, that started off, so we had four title matches. Um... With the amount it, of belts I that mean, they have, every show I was gonna say, every, like every show is just like... We're going to put some belts on the line. Wasn't really different. But it's fine because you had like your top you titles, the big I suppose. Ones. You had the big ones. Yeah. It's fine. Um, which started off with the trios titles Best Friends versus Death Triangle. This was fun. Yeah. This was real fun. Yeah. Uh, fast pace. So many great wrestlers involved. Obviously, like a nice development of their story with uh, Cassidy winning beforehand. Um, and also. There's layers and character development within this match, which I'm all about. Um, I love the the action in this one. All of the guys involved are such good wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Such a fast pace. Excuse me, through the whole thing. Some really great near falls as well, where I was like, I think best friends are winning. Oh my mm -hmm. god. Um, but yeah, no, they 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 kept us on the edge of our seats the whole time. And then Pac went to go get the ring bell hammer, which he's been using a lot lately. Um, and then he goes to use it, but who should stop him? But Ray Phoenix, who was like, hey, you don't need that. You're better than this. Come on, we can just wrestle because we're better wrestlers. We can just win by being great. And then Ray Phoenix just won by being great. He like pretty much single-handedly took out everyone and then just won. And it mm -hmm. was like, wow, he's right. Pac doesn't need that. 
I that is such simple storytelling. Brilliant, isn't it? Because I feel like it would be again so easy for someone who doesn't know to put together a match and a story within a match to just have the finish of the match be whatever. Have Penta hit the package pile driver and win. Have Pac hit the the black arrow and lock in the brutalizer and win. Yeah. The fact that it is Ray Phoenix who says, no, 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 you don't need to do that. We can win fair and square. And then he's the one to wins fair and square. Simple. Mm-hmm. Simple storytelling. Very yeah. good stuff. I mean, yeah. these guys are all fantastic. It goes without saying at this point. I do. I don't know if I just noticed this, but I do like that Pac, when they do their their three spotlight entrance, he mm-hmm. comes out of the heel tunnel. He does, doesn't he? It's yeah. just a little bit. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Penta's in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Phoenix is at the face. Yeah. It just works for all yeah. the dynamics. It's perfect. Yeah. Little right. details. I like noticing the little things being like, ah, oh, they did think about that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It was a great little match. Mm. Again, I don't see why you couldn't do a trios title match on like every week's show and just kind of have that like there should be one of these titles that they have be their open challenge title mm. when you've got a plethora of opponents to choose from just have a great match kick, kick off the show like every single week and if these guys are going to be your champions you're pretty much guaranteed a great match to open the show every mm-hmm. week if you wanted to do it it's true yeah I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, a good start to the show. Very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a Moxie and Hangman uh, video promo. Um, real good. Hyping up the main event. Like we said, that one line that they had in there of Hangman saying that we've beaten everyone except each other. Real good. Um, Britt Baker, Hater, and Rebel just mocked Tony Storm. Yeah. Cool. That's fine. Uh, we then had Tony Storm, the next belt on the line, uh, interim AEW Women's uh, World Title. Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida. That's cool. Yeah. It's a good matchup, that. Tony and guess Storm what? Storm is so great. And guess what? It's a great match, this one. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, Storm was kind of working heel in this one out of the two of them. Um, but this was just really good wrestling, like both a lot of German suplexes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just some some really nice action. They had some great near falls in this one. Kind of similar to the opener where I was like, Shida's going to win. Yeah. There was a really good like roll-up sequence and yeah. with, with Shida getting this really deep roll-up, you go... That's that's a match winning pin right there. We've it was, seen it those was the the bulldog Bret Hart roll mm, up at yes. SummerSlam where yeah. it's like, yeah, you can't kick out of that. And she you can't did, kick out, but... and then she did. But it was it it got me. I was like, damn, she just winning, but not quite. Um, some great near falls before the finish, but then Storm hits uh, Storm Zero and then wins. Good, very big good fan. Stuff. Uh, Will Washington correctly pointed out on Twitter that currently next week is uh, at the moment. The only, the first Dynamite that Tony Storm doesn't have a scheduled match for since like mid-August. It's good. It's almost like just putting your top women star on TV every week in matches is an effective strategy. Do you remember when she won the interim world title and I said, you know what you should do? Do the Moxley run. Yeah. Put her on TV every week and just have her have great matches. It's working. They did it! Tony Storm has been like the biggest women's acquisition that they've had in at the very least 2022 mm-hmm. i can't really think of a bigger one other than like for the time maybe thunder rosa when she came in but in terms of just like having an immediate top star of your women's division who has done a fantastic job tony storm is legit mm-hmm. yeah. love tony storm she's very good speaking of other big women's acquisi- acquisitions Soraya came out uh, because the heels, Britt Baker, uh, Rebel, and Hater, they all came out and beat up Tony Storm. And then Britt Baker came out to like kind of clean up after they'd done the, the dirty work. But Soraya comes out and stops Britt Baker and they brawl off. So she's still not taken a proper bump mm-hmm. yet, but she is getting physical. So there's maybe something there. Uh, they brawl out into the crowd and then Reho's music hits and everyone goes nuts. Like. It's kind of nuts how much of a bigger pop she got than Soraya. But I, I don't think that's necessarily... Like, you could view it in many ways. One, look how over Riho is. Mm-hmm. Two, look how off the boil Soraya's got. Or three, look how much more instantly recognizable Riho's music is compared to Soraya's. <laughs> I think it might be the third one, honestly. Might but, be. Yeah, because, like, Soraya's music and everyone was like, wait, who's this? So it's like a delayed doesn't pop. flash up no, when exactly. on her Tron, like immediately. <clears throat> yeah. I think that would help. Yeah, exactly. So I think people are just like, wait, who's this? 
Oh, straight. Okay, right, right, right. And yeah. then they were like already brawling, whereas Riho was like, Riho! And everyone goes, hey, we like her! It's also as like a surprise return. Yeah, exactly. You know, Riho hasn't been around, which is a shame because mm. Riho's great. She's great. Gets yeah. over every match that she has. Oh, yeah. Every oh. time. She's great. Um, so yeah, uh, Riho came out. Babyface is that tall. Good. Fun stuff. Big I'm fan. Really interested to see like what the women's matches are gonna be for full gear. Because mm. I would imagine if they can book it, it'll be like Britt Baker versus Soraya yep. will be a match for full gear. And if I were to just book, I would think that Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter would be a really big match. That's a cool one. But I don't know that I want to book that match before I would have Jamie Hayter win the title. Mm, and yeah. I don't know if it's time to take the title off of Tony Storm. Might be. Yeah. You might get there because we're still a little ways away. And, yeah. still and you a can month. get there. Yeah, it's still a month game. away from that show. I don't know. But those both seem like big marquee matches mm. that you could have that really wouldn't take that much uh, maneuvering around mm. to get to. And I don't know how far off. I haven't heard any updates on Thunder Rosa and her condition and when she's due back, but... Nor have who I. Who knows? Um, we then had... Oh, speaking of stuff we're looking forward to. Mm. FTR backstage. Yeah. <laughs> they set up a match with Swerve and Our Glory. Hot oh, dog. Oh, Sweating. I want that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that match. That genuinely might be one of my favorite matchups that on paper right now that I can think of. Yeah. FTR Swerve and Our Glory is up there. I'm yeah. like... Damn, these are like four of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, of the people that are currently on TV, FTR is my favorite tag team, mm -hmm. and Swerve Strickland is my favorite wrestler. Yeah, and, yeah. Al and also, and then there's and, Keith and Lee. also Keith Lee's there. You know, there's also Keith Lee. <laughs> it, this has potential to be like one of the best Dynamite matches of the year. I hope it's get it is given time. Mm, me too. Like, I would love for this to be like the opening match next week. Be given plenty of time. Because holy hell, this match should absolutely bang. Yeah. Real good. Ooh. Uh, -ba -da -ba. Darby Allen got beaten up by Jay Lethal. Yeah. Got cool. put in the, the, got figure, put in... the figure door leg lock. Hey. Is that Andy Datsun or is it Tempest? Uh, ha ha. Yeah. yeah. Pun man over here. Yeah. Okay, it's time. Let's talk about the thing that I love on this show. Ah! Best William Regal. Best thing. Ever. William Regal and MJF. Okay. William Regal comes out and he's going to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Immediately gets interrupted by MJF. It's my favorite dynamite trope. Ah. We'll hear from William Regal. Two words in. Yeah. Interruption. He didn't even say, because he said, later on tonight, it's going to be John Moxie versus Hangman Adam Page. William Regal literally said, for the AEW world, that's it. That's all he got to say. Yep. But MJF comes out. Oh, God. And cuts genuinely one of my favorite promos I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was so good. Because he comes out and he says, I'm going to tell you a story and you're going to listen. Because whether you like it or not, or whether you know it or not, you owe me that. And he talks about his time when he was training, when he was 19 years old. And he was saying that he was in Creator Pro and he was training and he got some WWE extra work. And he had some tryout matches that he performed in front of William Regal, among others. We all others. know this to be true because yeah. it's the Samoa Joe gif where he pushes him into the wall. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. It's good yeah uh so we know that we've seen we've seen evidence of this stuff and he's saying that like he performed tryout matches in front of william regal and a bunch of others that he listed as well um and he was saying you know you're too young was what he said to mgf like you're 19 years old that's it's not good enough you know you're, you're too young for this but they stayed in contact and he said send me a thing every month and he said it in the first month, and he said, I'm looking forward to reviewing this. Second month, I'm looking forward to reviewing this. Third month, I have too much on my plate. And he said it in, in like, I can't remember the exact words, but it was very abrupt words. And MJF read the email off of his phone of the exact words that William Regal said to him of basically saying, you're not good enough. Stop wasting my time. Send me stuff when you're actually good. And then we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Was essentially the vibe that William Regal gave it's of like, this email. Thank you for showing off your, in quotes, acting ability. Oh. Oh, scathing cutting jesus and mjf said you don't know this but professional wrestling is my life and that made me want to kill myself reading that email and that like the intensity and the fire that mjf comes out with at this and it was like if i did that the naysayers would win so i knew i had to keep trying and fast forward seven years later here you are in my company 
and you're nothing but a sad old man who hangs around with people who are more talented than than they than he could ever be. Just an old man who got fired. An old man who got fired. Because and you know what? I keep reading that email, not because it makes me upset, but because I laugh at it now. Because to me, you're nothing more than a joke. God, it's so good. I love this promo so much. Like, it's not just the content. The content of the promo is fantastic, regardless. But MGF's delivery, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I'll, I'll talk about this more after we hear Regal's retort. Because everyone started legitimately cheering MGF after the promo to be like, well done. What a promo. You're amazing and we love you. It's part of this more like slow turn baby face that they're doing. If they are going to keep going that direction. It's wonderful. And I was like, damn, how's Regal going to come back from this? That's that's awful. Regal started talking. People started booing Regal mm -hmm. because MGF's promo was so good. And it doesn't paint Regal in a good light. It doesn't. No, it really doesn't. But then Regal comes back and he says, right, you listen here, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and he fires up himself and he's like, yeah, I sent you that email when you're 19 years old because I wanted to light a fire under you. I saw that you were a future star and I wanted to light something under you just to push you that extra bit further. Because, you know, you might have been 19 years old. You say you were a child. Well, when I was 16, 17, 18, I was on the UK independent scene getting beaten up by grown adults because that was what you did to break into the wrestling industry back in the day. If all you've had is an email when you were 19 years old to get you here, you've had it easy, son. And I was like, God damn, what a retort. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good, isn't it? And then, so after all of this, both of them are so fired up as part of this thing. And I could not get over how it was like these two wrestlers who've been through so much. There's a lot of like trauma there. Quite, mm -hmm. quite obviously, there's a lot of trauma. And I loved how it just like coalesced into this outpouring of emotion that both of them displayed to display this industry that they love and that has hurt them time and time again and how much they care about what they've been through to get to where they are. And it all just displayed in this really raw, like real emotion that you could feel when they were talking. It is one of the most amazing segments I've seen from start to finish. This was incredible. I couldn't get over it. I literally, I stopped it and I was like, I want to watch it again. Yep. I don't have time to because I'm way behind on my schedule this morning, <laughs> but I want to watch it again. Oh, what a segment. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I was listening to it. This was, this was a three-act play in one promo segment. Mm. From, from MJF's segment, MJF's promo, to Regal's retort, mm -hmm. to then what we ended with, mm. with William Regal calling upon MJF to, to prove himself. Yeah. Not take shortcuts as a villain, mm -hmm. but to to be a man, be an evil man if you need to, but yeah. be a man. Mm -hmm. And all of these different, just compartmentalized segments of this flowing overall segment together were so masterfully done. And my thing with MJF has often been because I've always cared more for characters and everything that feel very real. Mm. And that's why when I, when get asked like who the best promos are, who my favorite promos, I would usually lean more towards someone like an Eddie Kingston mm -hmm. because of his promo delivery. It's very much him. What you see yeah. is what you get from Eddie Kingston. And for a long time, it always felt like MJF was playing the role of a great mm -hmm. pro wrestler. Yeah. You know, he was going out and he was cutting wrestling promos. Mm -hmm. And he was doing it better than anybody, but it was a very different style. And like over the last year, we have seen such a transition from MJF being your, you know, old school wrestling heel to being a person in front of the camera, whether mm -hmm. it be this, whether it be his promo earlier in the year, about CM Punk walking out on him mm. where all of a sudden now, instead of just insulting the crowd or insulting his opponent or whatnot and doing a very good job of that, now he's pulling from very real emotion and that just makes him so much more of a multi-dimensional character. Yeah. Oh, I love this. L literally. I love this. If this was possible to be put into a liquid form, I would inject it. Yeah. Good God, this was unbelievable. Another level of... Yeah. of promo ability from both these guys and yeah that that ending bit of regal saying the fact that you cheat and you take shortcuts 
doesn't prove anything. It doesn't matter that you're here and you're getting paid a lot of money. You still haven't proven yourself to me because you cheat and you get people to do your dirty work for you. If you want to do something, do it right. Do it the right way. And that then paid off at the very end of the show when MGF came out after the main event and he teased cashing in with the chip. He then handed the chip to Regal instead, grabbed the microphone and said, no, I don't want any excuses. When I become AEW world champion, I want Mox to be at his best. I want him at 100% because for the first time in my miserable life, I'm going to earn it. I love so much that MGF's transition into becoming more of a likable person is not that he's different, it's that he acknowledges that he's terrible. Yes. He's just acknowledging that like, yeah, I suck, I know, but I will do that to become world champion. If that's what it takes, that's what I'm gonna do. I've seen so many bits on Twitter of people rightly pointing out that it feels like this is still very much a continuation of his rivalry with CM Punk. CM mm. Punk's just not there. Yeah. With the parallel being that at the beginning of the year, CM Punk said that he's trying to be the good guy. And then meanwhile, in the promo after the whole Wheeler Yuta thing, it was that I have to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing the parallels between the two characters and the journeys that they've been on. And now kind of... Even if it was, like, indirect, CM Punk starting that way and trending mm. downward, and MJF starting where he is and trending upward, Yeah, I this isn't even, like, a planned thing, because obviously the all-out situation wasn't planned, but my lord, what a story. Oh, yeah, and you know what, as well, you know what, I, I really hope they do this, and I don't mind if they don't, because this is my own fantasy booking in my head. I would love for MGF to win at full gear and still not be okay. Mm -hmm. And be like, I'm here. I won. Why don't I feel better? Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. I love that as like a thing, you know, as a, as a piece of character development. To search for the thing you've always been searching for and still not finding happiness is just such an interesting character development. And I would love for them to do that with MGF. I think that would be perfect for his thing. Because then... He can have the AEW world title, still not be happy, and then figure out why. And it's because he's been the bad guy. That's why he's not okay. Mm. And he can transition even further into being more of a good guy again, maybe, if they want to do that. Or maybe he could turn again, go even deep, uh, further off the deep end and go into full-on terrible supervillain. I don't know, but I love all of them. Yep. I love all the possibilities. I love this story. This is brilliant. Yeah. I have nothing else to say about this, but this was wonderful. It's very much to me in the same vein as like the Sami Zayn, uh, mm. Roman Reigns feud and, and storyline where you could go any direction with this and I'll be surprised and I probably won't be disappointed by mm -hmm. it yeah. just because I have faith in MJF as a storyteller to do what he's going to do and do it well. Mm. It's just so exciting. <sighs> this this storyline brings me life. <sighs> you know, I don't know. I would doubt that it'll go the the way of, of Adam's fantasy booking over on Parts Fun Known. Please subscribe and watch his year of MJF mm. uh, fantasy booking. I think it's fantastic. I actually haven't seen it yet, but yeah. The line that I love most from that is you get to next summer and CM Punk returns and the first words out of his mouth when they originally had their feud last year were, so, were I'm so disappointed in you. Mm. He comes back and his first words were, I'm so proud of you. Ooh. And you could take that in any way you want. Yeah. You could have him be a, a monster mega villain yeah. and have him be the anti-establishment thing and have, have CM Punk come back and do that. Maybe he actually ends up being a better person and you have that be a really cathartic, heartfelt moment. I don't know, but there's so many possibilities and layers to this story. What if Punk comes back, but the first words that MJF says to Punk is, I'm so disappointed in you. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that is spicy. Ugh. What a story. What a story. What a MJF. story. Generational talent. Generational talent. Tom Carso had a video promo. It was good. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. It was fun. I didn't give this uh, this Dalton Castle promo from Rampage the 
I, I mean, I said I loved it and everything on Rampage, uh, the Rampage podcast that I did with Sad on Saturday, uh, but I did not give it the credit that it deserved. This is like one of my favorite promos of the year. And mm-hmm. of course, I say that immediately after this one tops <laughs> it by a long, long way. Yeah. But my Lord, the the combination of Dalton Castle's promo from Rampage, where he says that he broke his back for the Ring of Honor World Championship, and he's willing to break Jericho's to give that title and all the viewers at home the champion that they deserve. He's I'm just going to recite the whole promo yeah. at this rate. Let's do it. He says, I'm a power peacock pumping peacock power into this building. The energy in this room is filled by the electricity in my veins. You understand me, Chris? These lights stay on because my heart beats. Beautiful. And I was like, my God, he's like the ultimate warrior. I was like, I got it. I got this like, oh, and a guy from the 80s, straight out of the 80s, cutting an 80s promo about all the electricity in my veins, brother. And I was like, I get it. It's amazing. (laughs) I I understand now. I love Dalton Castle. And then they come out and give him the superstar entrance. Mm. And it makes me want to believe that this wasn't just a one-week really solid push that they will do something with Dalton Castle going forward. I hope so. And that's really exciting because he is one of the most unique wrestlers, mm. the AEW roster or any roster. Mm. Yeah, he's he's great. And uh, WrestleTalk podcast own Dalton Castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before we get to the match of Jericho versus uh, Castle, we had uh, acclaimed... And Daddy Ass backstage did a promo setting up the Rampage match that they have against the Varsity Athletes. Titles versus trademarks. Cool. Uh, and then we had Danielson and Utah mm-hmm. backstage with Renee Paquette. Renee Paquette is awesome. She's great. She has paid for her own contract in like two weeks mm-hmm. with her performances. Yeah. Uh, could you take us through the segment, please, Tempest? Because... I was half listening because I was really <laughs> behind this morning and writing my script at the same time. It was so good because Renee Paquette opens and asks Brian Danielson his thoughts about what happened with Daniel Garcia. And Daniel mm-hmm. Garcia, you know, did what he did, turned on Brian Danielson, fully affirmed his allegiance to Chris Jericho. And Brian Danielson just says that I see so much in this guy. He could be the best wrestler in the world. He could take everything that I am and take it a step further. And he just needs proper guidance. And I was hoping that he would see that. And we, he could, he could be with us and, and everything. And meanwhile, Yuta's just kind of like, you could tell he's, he's frustrated and he's stirring and he's given sideways glances the whole time. And they cut to shots of Renee in the middle of all this, where she's like, Picking up on the fact that Mm -hmm. something's not right over here. Yeah. And Renee just says, like, Wheeler, I can't help but notice you. uh, You seem frustrated. And Yuta says, yeah, I'm frustrated because you see the best wrestler in the world and him. I bled to be part of this. But apparently that doesn't mean anything to you, Brian. That means something to to the world champion. That means something to Mox. That means something to Claudio because he agrees with me. He says that you should have seen this coming from Daniel Garcia. He's a snake. He's been a snake this entire time. He's got Dragon Slayer in his Titantron. And if you can't see that, maybe I was wrong to consider you my favorite of all time or my hero or or something of that nature. And then walks off. And it's like, beautiful. Ooh. And we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Claudio and Wheeler against Jericho and Garcia, and we're gonna get uh, Danielson against Sammy Guevara. Should both be good matches. Mm. I don't know. I don't know where all of this is going. The Wheeler Yuta Brian Danielson match that I'm sure we'll get at some point is probably also going to be very good. I'd assume so. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously leading to war games. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> show up at Survivor Series. We're like, excuse me, can we just use this cage? Cheers. Yes, uh, uh. be great. <clears throat> um, then we had the Jericho versus Dalton Castle match, um, which was great. Like you said, the superstar entrance for Dalton Castle was awesome. Looked fantastic on AEW TV. Uh, I did really enjoy. Jericho went for the handshake uh, at the start of this match, and Dalton Castle went into his trunks and then flipped him the bird. Now, they've established that Ring of Honor matches should start and end with a handshake, mm-hmm. but I feel like they haven't done a handshake more times than they've done it. Absolutely. <laughs> they've done the handshake maybe a third of the time, and yeah. that might be generous. Yeah. Like, they certainly it, haven't done it before and after. Yeah. Which makes sense for Jericho's thing. If Jericho's yeah. thing is he hates Ring of Honor, that's totally cool. 
I understand that. Why did Jericho do it then? <laughs> Why was he going for the handshake? I just don't understand that bit. And like this whole match, there, there was a, a weird story beat in this one that after the match was over, they said commentary made a point to say, whether he likes it or not, Jericho followed the code of honor in that one. He didn't cheat to win. And I was like, oh yeah, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He probably should. That's like his whole thing is that he doesn't follow the rules. That's weird. But anyway, I still really enjoyed this match regardless. Um, I really like the very stupid spot where uh, Jake Hager's hat got stolen by the boys and then he got fired up because he really likes his hat. Yeah. That's, that's dumb. I love it. I don't find Jake Hager to be particularly sports entertaining. Mm-hmm. This was a rare exception to that. This was very sports entertaining. Yeah. I was, I was well on board. For if this he's one. just like a big oaf who likes his hat. Yeah. Cool. I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super easy to get into. It's great. And the thing is, that could totally get over. Yeah. Is anyone, you know, a heel comes up and just, you know, takes the hat. Everyone's going to be like, oh, you effed up. You yeah. effed up. And then Hager could kill him. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of fun. I like it. Anyway, um, I really liked, like, the action in this one's really good. Dalton Castle got a lot of this match, which was great to see that this wasn't just like a quick, like, oh, Jericho wins, doesn't really matter kind of match. Dalton Castle got a lot here. And I really like the ending sequence because they were both very, very evenly matched, going back and forth, back and forth, counter, 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 Judas effect out of nowhere that just takes out Dalton Castle and Jericho gets the win. That's really good. I still feel like Dalton Castle got really over in this match mm-hmm. from that promo on Rampage from a superstar entrance to what he got in this match. I think he came out of this looking really, really good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he hit he hit his finish yeah. for a near fall. He hit the bangerang. People didn't really know his uh, his mission finisher, mm. but that's to be expected. But they knew the bangerang, and that got a big pop when he did it. I was a little surprised that Jericho didn't win with the walls, just considering mm. Dalton's got a bad back and everything. I thought that, you know, it did, doesn't detract from the match at all, but I was like, eh, interesting. But, yeah, and then what happened after, Pete? What happened after was, uh, after the, the bit of, of the commentary saying, like, you know, he did follow the code of honor, whether he likes it or not, you know, all that. Jericho then gets on the mic and I've been desecrating Ring of Honor. I hate Ring of Honor. It's like, okay, sure. Uh, and he says, that includes Ring of Honor commentators. <gasps> Uh-oh. You can't kill Ian Riccoboni. He tried. Uh, the rest of JS went over, got Ian Riccoboni and put him on his knees and he was going to hit him with a title belt. But then Jerry Lynn came out. Grab the title belt out of Jericho's hands. Like, come on, man. What you doing? Threw the title down on the ground. Jericho then kicks Jerry Lynn and tombstones him onto the title belt. I like it. I don't think that we're going to see Chris Jericho versus Jerry Lynn on Dynamite. I don't think so either. But if they could smoke and mirror something, Mm. I'm on board. Yeah. Former Ring of Honor world champion Jerry Lynn. Because it's interesting, like, there are only so many Ring of Honor World Champions available that mm-hmm. they could do this with. Yeah. I would assume that whatever's going on with, you know, because Jay Lethal and his match with Darby Allen, uh, he was a little bit more on the babyface mm-hmm. side, or at least trending that way, not having Sanjay Dutt and everybody out there. I would think that's probably to turn him babyface, to have him face Jericho, mm-hmm. even if it's just a lose. I would, yeah. you know, you got to set that up at least, not do a double heel match. But then after that... It's interesting because there aren't that many at their disposal beyond like the big ones. You could do like Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun. That'd be fun, yeah. I would assume at some point, maybe if we get one on pay-per-view, you could do a Samoa Joe match. That's the one I want. That, I want that one. Because mm-hmm. I'd really like that Jericho runs through a lot of people yeah. and he's destroying Ring of Honor. And then Samoa Joe's music hits and he's like, Uh-oh. I also have a Ring of Honor title. Don't you disrespect my brand. And then you have potentially the best Ring of Honor world champion as well in Samoa Joe. Exactly. You know? I mean, if they want to get like Morishima back of retirement (laughs) or something like that, they want to get Loki to come in. But -hmm. you know, there are still some guys to choose from that they've got under contract or under contract adjacent, Mm -hmm. you know? But I don't know. There are only so many that are so big that would be. Really big names to take the title off of him. Mm. I mean, they're going with Matt Taven, apparently, in the company now. Do that. Yeah. But Samoa Joe probably makes the most sense, unless it eventually builds to Danielson taking it off of him or something like that. Could do. But yeah. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting regardless. Uh, Christian Cage says, Luchasaurus is now going after title. So if you've got a title, watch out. I don't know what that means. Uh, maybe we're just it means we're going to get Wardlow versus Luchasaurus soon. 
I'd be into that. Wardlow's best matches are Haas matches. Yeah, I'd be into it. And the thing is, when he can... They're both big dudes, but also athletic. Yes. So they could do some fun stuff with that, I think. That'd be a, an interesting matchup, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Rene Paquette is backstage again. They can't find Jay Cargill's TBS title. Oh, no! And then Jay Cargill said, Hey, Tony Khan, if you don't get me my belt, I'm going to hold up all the one hour of Rampage. You're not going to have a show. At, at the very least, Rampage last week, and it feels like this week... <laughs> Feels like a continuation of Dynamite. The biggest Has a point. Yes, yeah. it is a hour of wrestling TV as opposed to a televised dark. Mm. You know, indeed. And it might not be the biggest things, but it's still things that matter and have a point. Mm. Jade Cargill, I really liked her look in this segment. Yeah, yeah, like she's, she's right. Repping the wrong baseball team, but they were in <laughs> they were in Cincinnati, so I'll allow it. I guess that's fine. Uh, after that, we had the main event that we already spoke about um, with MJF cashing in his chip at the end. Uh, overall, you know, the hangman injury sucked. Yeah. And uh, I, nobody's fault, but it, it happens to drag down the show. Yeah. It, it's an unfortunate. Despite that, I still think this is a five out of five show. I think it kind of has to be because I don't want to blame them for anything that happened there that wasn't yeah. on the show. You know, it's the same way where, like, you know, when Madcap Moss got dumped on his head mm. in the Elimination Chamber this year, like, yeah. I didn't give that match a rating, mm. you know? It's just like, all right, move on. It takes me out of it. I can't enjoy it as a wrestling segment. And you kind of take that out of things. The whole rest of the show from start to finish was pretty close to perfect. It's pretty good, wasn't this it? This was good yeah. dynamite. Yeah. It was a good-ass show. Featuring that little, just that little MGF bit in the middle that's, mm-hmm. like, one of my favorite things I've ever seen. So. It's a five out of five show. Yeah. It was wonderful. Very, very good. Very get well, much get well soon, it. Hangman. If that if that match had gone as planned, I think this would have been looked at as one of the best dynamites. Yeah. Yeah. God, this was great. Uh, just before we get into the rest of the Ultra Chats, and before we say thank you to some uh, special Patreon backers, I believe we have those today, uh, just wanted to point out, if you've not been to our Patreon page yet, BT Dubs, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, are you sure we've got Fan Quizzlemania tomorrow? Uh, it's going to be me and Andy Datsun taking you through Fan Quizzlemania, where it's a Quizzlemania, but you can play. Uh, so it's available to all of our $10 and above backers. You just play Quizzlemania. It's a very stupid Quizzlemania. You get, you get a trophy if you win. You get one of those. You get one of these. You get a Quizzlemania trophy if this you win. This thing, this thing that I fought so long to have. Yep. And Pete, you, you've never been able to hold. Still can't. You can have one before Pete Quinnell. That's true. You actually can have one before me. Uh, if you if you play along, it's good fun. It's very stupid. Uh, so head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash rest talk. Keep an eye out for fan Quizzlemania. Coming tomorrow. $10 and above. Uh, but also on our Patreon page, you get a bunch of extra like bonus content and all that stuff. And if you get, if you get, if you pledge at the uh, $25 or above tiers, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to the movie Luke has never seen, Selena. Yeah. The Incredible Tarzo. The Pim Particle, Terry Hankamer. Yeah. Keep rolling, the Rick Peck. Yeah. The Superior Dinosaur, Tom Greater X. Yeah. Tony Jabroni. Yeah. Vincent Charloki Garcia. Yeah. Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah. Willie Big E Singleton. Yeah. Zoe Sung 101. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No one gets it. I didn't like it. I didn't like that you did that. Well, you shouldn't name it that, then. I didn't name... Maybe I did. I can't remember. Uh, Yanni Zane Hamid. And Lord Chris Zanto. Thank you so much, all of our Patreon backers over on our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk. Go do the stuff. There's lots. you see me standing here. Do I look good, my dear? Gonna get demonetized. Yep. It's so perfectly done that we'll get demonetized. Do I look good today, today, today? 
Last call for redacted chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get those in. I'm going to get redacted out. All, all the ones that are five US bucks and up. Before the time the show, before the show time, time show, off the air. It's showtime. Showtime. NS Ogre has been a member for 15 months in a row. Was there last night. Uh, Hangman Page was taken out behind where I was and he was giving a thumbs up. Sucked all the air out of a great event. Yeah, that's fair. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Riot DR said, hey, yo, uh, seriously hope Hangman has a fast and full recovery. I've taken some uh, close call flip bumps and I'm glad he suffered the lesser evil. Still sucks. It was a wonky flip. Just glad his neck and spine are well. Great match otherwise. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, continuing with Riot DR, I believe. Yep. Uh, Pack. that's it. I'm getting my hammer. Phoenix, no, man, you don't need the hammer to win. Penta, seemingly, hit him or don't. I don't care. Death Triangle are a very odd trio that works so much better than it should on paper. And I love them. Yeah, they were kind of like a clunky pairing at first. It was like what? I, I still think they were like this year. They were still like, why is Pack with them? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but now they, I feel like become a bit more established. Yeah, now. yeah, it's good. Uh, and I owe Tony and Shida an apology. Nakamura was on NXT at the same time, and Nakamura wins my attention every time, even now. But Riho is back. She looked like the Pink Ranger demorphed. Uh, is that why she's been missing? Jokes aside, different matches. Yay. Yeah, having new stars in there to just mix up all the matches. It's crazy. Fun. Yeah. Uh, Kevin said, get well soon, Paige. I know everyone is so hyped about MGF and Regal, but the best line of the night goes to KO saying on NXT, we also have JD <laughs> Mc, don't Google me with us. Kevin Owens is just the best. This is one of the only things I saw of NXT mm-hmm. was that line. Yeah. And I'm not shocked that it is just something Kevin Owens said. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Pat 14 said, I was there last night in Cincinnati. So many people were confused and thought it was a work, and I really wish it was. We booed him, but were at the edge of our seats hoping he was okay. Get well soon, hangman. Hashtag wrestling is real. Hashtag happy birthday, big papa chopper. Big papa chopper. There's your new gimmick. Papa chopper. Or papa... Papa chopper. Papa chopper. Papa chopper. Which just sounds weird. I don't like that. Uh, Yeah, you could tell there was like... Let's never say that again. There was like... Two seconds of people going, oh, oh, oh no. Oh, that's yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Brett Guy said, hey, guys, I was at the show last night and I took my son to a shake. So we we said that one, I think. Yes. Yes, got to talk to NZF during commercial breaks. Uh, Nate S has been a member for 18 months in a row. Holy S word. MGF, Regal, and Mox were gold. Blown away by that segment and how they improved at the end. Positive eyes for, uh, for Hangman and hope he's okay. I mean, it, I've been saying this for like three years at this point, but uh, man, it's nice to have good promos back. Yeah. We had like a whole generation of wrestling of just terrible scripted promos. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of forgot what good promos sounded like yeah. happening in modern wrestling. Now we get them. That's yeah. great. James C. Morgan said, uh, I want MGF to lose. No, the reason I want MGF to lose is because of his character. His biggest flaw is he doesn't feel like he's good enough. That's why he cheats and blames everyone else. So if he wins clean, then his art completed, he is good enough. If he loses, he has to grow and change. See, I don't think he's wrong. I don't think you're wrong. But I think I prefer your theory mm-hmm. where winning the championship doesn't mean he's good enough. Mm-hmm. And he's still not content. He hasn't fulfilled that part of himself that craves that validation. Yeah. I think that is more interesting mm. because it, it would be one thing to learn that through failure, but to learn that through success mm. and still need to achieve something else to find that within himself, I think that's even better. Mm. Valab Mamadipuid, he's been in a uh, member for 18 months in a row, said MJF is just syndrome from Incredibles. I mean, he kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't hate it. Syndrome's a great villain. That movie is fantastic. It's a great movie. Uh, Mayor of Painesville Dan. Sorry, let me just refresh this here. Mayor of Painesville Dan said, Hello, Pete and Tempest. I hope Ollie and Mrs. Owen get well soon. However, I'd like to thank you both for taking over all the content so smoothly. People don't see how hard you really work. Take this tip to spend on a hopefully calm evening. MGF and Regal ruled. Thank yes. you so much, Dan. Yes, they did. 
Yes, they did. I agree. Uh, Trevor said, hi from Quebec. Pete and Tempest watched the show with some hockey teammates of mine. First time watching the show. They loved it, but thought the hangman bump was planned. Glad he's okay. And glad I got a few new people into pro wrestling. Jam that jam. Yes, jam that jam. Except for your hockey teammates because you're from Quebec, which means hockey, 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 hockey. Finn Brennan said, what's the correct gentleman? Just dropped by to say I start a new job tomorrow. So I look forward to catching up with you both soon on Patreon. Thanks so much, Finn. Good job, Finn. Well, it's still one of my favorite favorite moments from the watch party we mm-hmm. did. When, yeah. uh, Finn was like walking to the bathroom having like he just like someone had spilled a drink in his hands or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was the first time I'd seen him and I wanted to like shake his hand and say hi. And he's walking by and I was like, Finn Brennan! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, give me one second. I was like, wow, Finn Brennan just blew me off. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Gabriel Reyes said, uh, Tempest singing the Zoe 101 just solidifies him as my favorite. I had to step away to do an interview. Please wish me luck in escaping retail. Good luck. Good luck. Everyone should escape retail. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Goodness, I hate it. Uh, JS Wooten has become a member. Thank you so much. Uh, and I believe that is all the Ultra Chats, the Redacted Chats, for today. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching this stream. Really do appreciate it. Subscribe if you haven't already. Like the video, etc. We'll be back with more content soon. Uh, this is a Wednesday, so there won't be a stream. Won't be anything tomorrow. Then we'll have Blackpool Content Club on Friday. That should be good, hopefully. And then we'll be back on Saturday. Me and Tempest again, uh, reviewing SmackDown and Rampage. As per usual. SmackDown uh, roster's getting even better. Yeah, boy. Ray's on it. Ray Mysterio's I on know. it. I know, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. exciting, isn't it? LA Knight's um, on it. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt. That's also a person that's there now. Um, thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. Uh, do the things that I said before. I'll say them again. Subscribe. Like. All that stuff. And visit our Patreon page. And subscribe to Parts of Unknown. And subscribe to WrestleTalk. Do all the things. Play Fan Quizlemania tomorrow. Play Fan Quizlemania tomorrow on Patreon. Just... Be nice. There you go. Be excellent to each other. To each other. Exactly. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Cowboy sh**. Yeehaw. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.